Hey everyone and welcome to the Rich Witch Podcast. My name is Renata Daniel and if this is the first time you're listening to an episode, we talk about all things Law of Attraction, Mindset and Manifesting and I love on occasion to throw in a little bit of witchcraft in there just to help us all get it done much quicker and sooner and in a more focused way because you know, we're witches and so we need to use our skills to benefit ourselves. So welcome to this episode and this episode is all about when in the hell do I get to upgrade my life? So I'm going to say the answer to that is right now, right now, don't wait another day, pull your best shoes out and wear them, take that dress that you have had in your cupboard for special occasions and guess what there may not have been a special occasion any time over the last two years because we've just gone through a horrible COVID period. Wear that, Uh, get your hair done, Uh, make sure the colour is just right, you might need a bit of zhuzhing up there. Do something that makes you feel good and that is part of what we need to do, absolutely, totally need to do, we need to gift ourselves some pleasure every so often um, because we are working hard to make our life the best that it can be. Now, once again, the whole thing of richness is very different for everyone. So your your view of what rich is is going to be completely different to what my view of rich is. But I think we can all agree that feeling rich or feeling abundant means that we are doing things that give us pleasure. We actually have time, we have maybe the money, or we have the right associations where we can get more pleasure out of our life. And in doing so, we can actually then return with gratitude to other people who might not be doing so well. So I absolutely and definitely want to live like someone who can donate to causes that I really love. So there are some great causes around where I live, some great charities, and I would like to be able to give to those charities. At the moment, sometimes I feel like a charity and I feel that people should be giving to me. <laughs> um, and and this, again, is, is a mindset thing. We have to live like we are already there, like we are already receiving the abundance that we require to make ourselves feel that our life is anchored and secure and that there won't be any lack. And then we can give more freely to others. This is a quest. This takes time. This takes patience to learn to be able to do and to let go of that fear of scarcity. And it's not easy. I'm just going to say that it's not easy. But living in fear that tomorrow we're not going to have enough money or or that our freedoms are going to be taken away from us or that we're not going to have a job or um, that someone is going to get sick in the family um, are all realities. Yes, they are. They are absolutely realities, but we can't have them in our minds 24 hours a day or we truly will not get anywhere. We will be in a small cocoon somewhere in the corner of a darkened room rocking back and forth going, my life isn't worth living. 
And once you're in that state, it is really hard to pull yourself out of it. You need help. You need assistance, someone that can really get you motivated to a point where you can see that there is life beyond where you are right now. Now, there is a bit of a trick to this, and this is why we're talking about upgrading your life in this particular episode. And I'm going back to the book that we have been looking at all month, Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. And she talks about upgrading your life now. Now, when we think about upgrades, we might think of yeah, business class uh, in an airplane, in a flight, uh, maybe upgrading your car to the latest model, maybe additions to your home or having a boat so that you can uh, go on the lake on the weekends. We think of big things and they are certainly things that you can focus on for your future and that you can add to your uh, abundance list and your dream list. But think about what you can actually upgrade today, right now, right this very moment. What can you do? Can you go to your cupboard and or to your dresser and go, I have been looking at that item for the last five years. I haven't worn it. I'm waiting for a good day or a special occasion. Maybe I should just take it out and wear it right now. Or maybe there are items there that you, again, have been looking at for the last five years, hoping and wishing that you're going to drop those few kilos or pounds of weight and you will put that on at that point in time and... <laughs> It's just going to probably sit there for the next five years. Now, that's not to say you're not going to lose the weight, but maybe in five years' time when you are ready to put it on, it's no longer fashionable. Well, you don't want it. You've got a whole new wardrobe of clothes. Gift it to someone. Take it to your charity store. There is someone there who is waiting for that, who is wishing that they will drop an item in that they can wear. All the while, it's sitting in your wardrobe doing nothing. In gifting and moving things on, it can make you feel absolutely, totally abundant because you know that in your cupboards, in your dresses, there are probably so many items that you can wear that you don't really need that extra. Gift it, move it on to somebody else. It will actually make you feel as though you are moving forward. And this is a very, very small step that you can take. Another thing is a little bit of pampering. Now, if you're at that stage where you can afford to go to the hairdressing salon more often or you can have your eyebrows uh, and your lashes done, factor that in once a month or twice a month and allow that to be the gift that you give to yourself for the hard work that you do. Now, if you're not up to that stage yet but you do feel that you could do something something even small, head into your favourite chemist or to your favourite store where you can purchase the best shampoo, the best uh, fragrance um, scrub or uh, a bath bomb that you can leisurely lie in the bath for for 20 minutes or half an hour and relax um, on a Friday evening after a long week of work. Um, maybe some new nail polish or maybe get your nails done, something that you can do specifically 
and personally for yourself that is just a tiny little upgrade that you probably up to this point in time have said no I can't really afford to do that I won't do that I'll, I'll wait I'll wait I'll wait I'll wait and then you never seem to get to that point where you make allowance for that to happen in your life now, we all get to a point, too, where, you know, again, mindset might say to you, no, that's only something that you know, a businesswoman will do, um, you know, that has a 100K job uh, a year or um, only the rich people do that. I can't, I can't do that. I can't possibly do that. And again, this is another mindset thing. This is a block that says it's okay for some people to do it, but it's not okay for me to do it. And the moment you say that, you're putting yourself into a completely different category. You're, you're putting yourself into a category below those that you feel uh, that you want to actually aspire to be. And so it's it's a contradictory thing. Our, our brain suffers from this contradiction that we've just laid out to it. And we've said, no, it's okay for those people, but it I can't possibly do that. So just, again, beware of language and beware of the ideas and how you talk to yourself with regard to what you feel you can do for yourself or that you should not do for yourself because that's only available for other people. Also look at what you can do when it comes to the chores that are around the house and, and whether you are the only person there that has the capability of doing them. Uh, there might be some kids around your place that just need to be given a task a week because your time is as valuable as theirs. So taking everything on for yourself and going, no, the kids need to enjoy their free time. I'll do it. Well, guess what? You need to enjoy your free time too. And sometimes, you know what, that's an upgrade. Allowing yourself an hour or two to maybe just drive off and go to a coffee shop and, and sit with a book and read it um, or listen to a podcast quietly without interruption and without doing three tasks at once. You know what, that's an upgrade as well. So as, as I said before, don't just look at the big things that you consider upgrades. Look at the small things. Maybe, just maybe, you might be able to afford a housekeeper to come in and clean for an hour a week or, you know, once a month. You might be able to say, well, you know, I can I can actually put money away and afford to do that. Maybe you can get uh, a dog groomer to come in and groom your dogs and, and wash your dogs instead of you taking an afternoon on your weekend to do that. Uh, pay someone to come in and do that. Remember, every time you give money to a small business, you are paying forward that gratitude you are saying thank you for being available to do this for me. And guess what? Those small businesses depend on people like us to be able to support them as well. So this is part of this donation and paying forward and feeling abundant enough to go, I'm going to give you work. I'm, I'm going to give you 
a small chunk of my money that I have earned so that you can make money too and you can be abundant. So it is really a gracious way of showing gratitude. And as Denise says in her book, you've got to try this. This is trial and error. So there might be some things that, you know, your friends might say, go, oh, go and do that. Have your eyebrows done and your eyelashes done. And you're going to love it. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to change your life. But you might get that done and go, yeah, oh, you know, really, it's not for me. I'd rather not. (laughs) But you have to try these things. And it's not necessarily to say that you will go ahead and keep doing that. But it's worth giving it a go. It might be just the thing that you need. And Denise has a, a great quote in this particular Upgrade Your Life Now chapter, and I'll read it to you, and it's by Eleanor H. Porter, and it makes a lot of sense. It says, money won't buy you happiness unless we exchange it for the things that will bring happiness. If we don't know how to get any happiness out of $5, we won't know how to get it out of 500 or 5000 or 500000 That's interesting, isn't it? And how many times have you been really cheap with yourself? How many times have you allowed those around you to glean the cream off the top and you have accepted the dregs down the bottom and said, that's good enough for me? Again, what that does is it sends a message out to the world that says, I'm willing to take the crap. I'm willing to live with the crappiest bits of things and I'll let everyone else joyously take the best while I'll just be happy to take the reserves and that will be fine for me. We need to step out of that zone and say, no, there's enough for everyone. You can have some of the good stuff, but you know what? I'm ready to take some of the good stuff now as well. So also be open to accepting. And if someone gifts you something, say thank you. Don't say, oh, no, I don't deserve it again. That is a statement to the universe that says you don't deserve it. No one else is going to give it to you. You can't take it from anyone. Just say thank you and then bite your tongue because you're going to want to say something after that. You need to bite your tongue after the thank you and just graciously take it. Because also it's upsetting to other people who want to gift you things when you say, no, oh, no, I can't take this or I can't accept this or whatever. You're actually hurting people's feelings. Most, In most cases, when people want to give you a gift, they're doing it from a, a heart-centered space. So do a gracious thing and just accept it and say, thank you. This is enormous. I can't believe you're doing this. This is just awesome. And believe me, they are going to feel like a million dollars when you do that. I'm going to read uh, the chapter summary here for you, which is going to wrap all of these thoughts up. And it says, don't wait until you're rich. You become rich by upgrading your life incrementally in ways that make you feel wealthy. Upgrading incrementally gives you a strong foundation to hold and retain your future wealth so you don't sabotage it. Upgrade strategically by choosing the most symbolic economy class things in your life. This will have the biggest impact in your manifesting ability. 
practice feeling wealthy so you can learn discernment and decide what's really important to you when you take price out of the equation. Rinse and repeat. You'll never run out of ways to upgrade your life. So by doing these things in tiny little steps, being able to throw out things that you've been hanging on to for 20 years because that might still be good to use one day or you things that you won't allow yourself but you think is okay for other people to do, setting those goals, allowing yourself to feel the wealth coming towards you and not living in a stress-filled life where you're fearing every single day coming forward, not knowing where the next dollar is going to come, but being aware that it is out there. We just need to search for it. We need to be strategic and we need to find it and we need to bring it towards us by activating small actions every single day and reminding ourselves what our goals are. You will get there. You will get there. So I hope that has filled you, I guess, with a little bit of joy and happiness. You have permission to upgrade your life in small steps right now, right today. And I want you to take that away with you and keep saying that all week long. I have permission to upgrade my life right now. I have permission and I am upgrading my life right this very minute. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Rich Witch Podcast. See you later. Hey everyone, welcome and thank you for coming along and listening to this episode of the Rich Witch Podcast. My name is Renata Daniel, I am your host and in these podcasts, we talk about all things law of attraction, mindset work, money, magic, manifesting, and all those things that can come together and assist in making our life better than ever before. Now, in this episode, we are actually going to be dealing with your money sabotages. And again, we are taking a deep dive into a book that has been written by Denise Duffield Thomas called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And yep, she is one of those uh, awesome coaches that I've been listening to for absolutely years and years. I remember when she first started and uh, boy, she's come a long way in the 10 or 12 years that I've been following her and she's probably got another 10 years prior to that um, in having started her business up and slowly growing uh, and manifesting the life that she now leads and uh, she's just finished building a absolute mansion um, across the road from uh, Merriweather Beach here in Newcastle Um, and she also owns a rose farm now at Lawn uh, which is about 30 minutes from Newcastle where we live and uh, she holds uh, weekend retreats there and um, she has a whole lot of people that work on her rose farm for her and she takes a family there on weekends 
How glorious. Wouldn't we all want a life like that? But, you know, one of the things that you have to sacrifice when you look at having a life like that is the amount of time that it takes to actually build such a business or build the life that you really want. It doesn't come with just a click of the fingers. You actually have to make some sacrifices. And for some people, this is one of the biggest sabotages that comes along when we look at the life that we want to have. It looks wonderful when it's somebody else's life, but when we think and rarely think about how much effort it will take to get from where we are to where we want to be, for some of us, that just closes us down completely and uh, you'll find yourself going, hmm, Maybe not. Maybe I'm just not willing to put that much effort into getting there. Now, when we talk about sabotages, we talk about many different levels of sabotages. It could be something very simple like waking up in the morning, the day that you need to do a seminar or be in front of people and actually talk or uh, engage in some sort of a workshop and you find that you have the grossest pimple on your chin and you think, no, I cannot appear in public looking like this. And so you ring up and you cancel. Mm, uh, that's a sabotage. Um, or you might find that you're getting dressed in the morning and you've prepared your outfit the night before and then you get uh, in front of the mirror before you're about to leave and you take a look at yourself and you go, mm, nope, nope, I cannot go out in public. I just can't. I do not feel uh, in myself that I can possibly exhibit myself out in front of other people and that they will like me. Um, again, this this personal reflection on uh, what we think people will think about us and how we look. Sometimes we make things so hard for ourselves that we can be the worst drama queen in the world and any little thing can be enough for us to say, I can't do this or I won't do this or I can't go out or I, I can't participate or I'm not good enough or what will people think of me? And so all of these scenarios come up in our minds. Even before we start the task, we are already in chaos in our minds and thinking of the worst case scenarios that can possibly happen just in case they do. And of course, you do know that in most cases, none of those scenarios are ever going to happen. And if you just took time out to just do it and just proceed with it, you might actually find that you enjoy what you're doing. So I'm going to take a bit of a dive into Denise's book and uh, read some of the things that she has written here uh, about why you might want to sabotage um, your move forward in your life. Okay, so we, we've got a few things that she's written here. Let me go through them. You fear the negative consequences of having a lot of money because you unconsciously think something bad could happen to you. You don't want to piss people off. You don't want to draw attention to yourself. You don't want to have the extra responsibility. You don't want to create more dramas in your life or jealousy from other people. 
it would be a drag to pay more taxes. Your brother, mother, best friend, sister, friend down the road, person that you go and buy lunch with every single day will get upset. People will think you're a bitch. Now, are any of these sitting home? If so, don't worry, it's completely normal. These are some very common underlying reasons why people get their lives stuck. And believe me, you're not alone. It's crazy that people get really scared of winning or achieving. It's like they're looking for the pitfalls. They're looking for the downfalls. Not everyone, of course, but if you're in that mindset where you think, things can't possibly just keep going right. You will always be looking for where the damage is about to happen. You're looking for the fear to rise up and become friendly with you again and go, well, you know, I haven't gone very far. I'm just here. I'm just going to make sure you're really, really scared of doing the next big thing. And you find yourself sliding back into the old ways of being. And this is why it's really important that this work keeps on going every single day because it's the repetitiveness, it's it's the integration of this new way of being, of this information that you're getting and receiving and putting into your head that needs to sometimes just be belted into you really deeply so that you keep on hearing it and hearing it and hearing it until it literally just becomes this common knowledge and it moves away and deadens the old stuff, the stuff that you don't need anymore and the stuff that you've been telling yourself for years and years and years that really doesn't make any sense. Now, one big thing that um, a lot of people fear is negative comments from other people. So if you get onto social media where it seems all people live nowadays, uh, you don't really have to have a business or you don't have to be uh, an entrepreneur or you don't have to be doing anything extra special to still get really awful comments. The moment you pop your head up, there will certainly be someone there who wants to tear it off. So you do have to build a strong backbone and you do have to always remember that often those people are seriously unwell. They're, they're seriously upset or scared themselves or just sometimes, you know, really nasty individuals that are looking for the next prey, the next person that they can feed off with their emotions. And sometimes, unfortunately, it might be you. So you have to learn how to make it not a personal thing and to be able to brush those things off and to move on regardless and say to yourself that whatever it is that you want to create and what you're wanting to do and your focus is far more important than what one person that in most cases doesn't know you and you don't know them thinks about you because there are millions of people on this earth not everyone is going to like what you do not everyone is going to approve of what you do and not everyone is going to care for what you do and you know what that's perfectly fine But all of us at one stage are going to find someone who dislikes us intensely 
or tries to sabotage what we are doing uh, or gives us negative comments. And we're going to have to work out how to handle that when the time comes and move on regardless because it's probably not going to happen just the once. The more you find that you are settled and happy with your life, you're reaching your goals, even superseding those goals and getting even bigger and greater goals, the more likely it is that you're going to irritate people. Because people love winners, but also people love to hate winners. And they're jealous that they're not doing what you're trying to do. Now, during this process, of course, our language towards others also has to change because, as I said, there are um, some people that really love to hate people who are doing well. Uh, And so you have to surround yourself with the right people and go to workshops or listen to podcasts or Go to groups where people are trying to achieve the same sort of goals that you are. And therefore, that is the perfect place for you to talk about where you're at and what you're doing and how easy it is or how difficult it is and search for help. Sometimes talking to your friends or your family who are just over it all and don't want to listen, they find what you're saying is absolutely boring and they don't want to listen or they might themselves be triggered by where you're up to and what you're doing. So look for the right people to talk to when you want to open up about where you are at. And this is why the Rich Witch Club is really awesome because that is a safe place to talk about some of those things and to raise those issues and to chat with others who are trying to achieve the same sort of thing. So that that is a tribe you are looking to be a part of. And again, with all of this, we have to go back to our deep set beliefs about who we are, where we've come from and why we have found ourselves where we have found ourselves. We need to go back to our story and to rethink whether that is the same story we want to keep telling ourselves or whether we want to improve that story or shut that book and put it back in our library and never open it again and start a new chapter. It is always up to you. It is your responsibility to take care of your story and to nurture it and to have a happy ending. That is the most important thing. So think of the stories that you have been told as you have been growing up about being financially well off and being abundant and being able to manifest your future. Who has told you what about that? Um, Have they been positive influences in your life or have the things that have been said to you been negative comments and have made you fearful of raising your head above other people and being better than others sometimes we come from families who tell us that we shouldn't be doing that um, or that it is unethical to be rich or you have to work really 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 hard Well, I've got to say, you do have to work hard. That's one thing. But um, if you're working and doing what you love, it kind of really isn't that hard work. Um, Some people say it's going to be a painful road. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to give yourself that much trouble or that much angst and anxiety and stress? Why would you want to do that? Um, 
some people might say that you'll have to do it all on your own, that you'll never be able to trust anyone again. You'll never be able to have a proper relationship because people will always be after what you have. And the biggest thing is you have to be willing to take risks and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And some people may have told you from a very early age that you will never amount to anything, that you will never become anyone and that your dreams are irrelevant. It's just not going to happen. You're not the right shape. You're not the right gender. uh, You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not going to the right schools. You don't know the right people and so on and so on and so on. And those stories circulate amongst all of us in our lives. They've probably been told to you many, many times as you've been growing up. And we need to confront all of those stories and those words yet again and think, are they going to continue to stop me from achieving and doing what I really want to do? Or do I understand the context of those words and irrespective of where they have come from or who they have come from, I am not going to adapt them to my life and to my future. I'm going to do it irrespective of what has been told to me. Now, I think I can actually squeeze one more podcast episode out of Denise's book before I close it and actually gift it to someone who's been listening. So I'm going to finish up for this particular episode. Now, I really want you to consider how you sabotage yourself every time an opportunity comes along. Do you hide your head in the sand and pretend you don't hear or see that opportunity? Do you stand up and go for it and say to yourself, well, all that can happen is I won't get it. I won't achieve it. But there's more. I can try something else. It'll be okay. If I do get it, it'll be awesome. But if I don't, I'll try something else. It is all about attitude and it is all about, as I said, being willing to do whatever it takes to get ahead in in a good way, if you know what I mean. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't want to be horrible people who will just stomp over anyone and everyone to get what we want. We do want to be ethical, and um, I totally understand that you probably think exactly that same way. But have a think about your sabotages, and in the meantime, go back into your journal and maybe write them down. Explore them get curious about why they are still around and where they have come from in the first place Uh, and until next time good luck with everyone I mean good luck with everything and uh, I'll be back very very soon for another episode of the rich witch podcast I'll see you then hey everybody Welcome back to the Rich Witch Podcast. My name is Renata Daniel and you are listening to episode number nine and it is all about the fear of being the centre of attention 
When we start to live our best life, sometimes we need to raise our head above the crowd and actually say, hello, here I am, and do something that's going to make us feel slightly uncomfortable, like me doing this podcast. Mm, Slightly uncomfortable? Yes, because I have to step up and uh, I'm never going to make this a perfect thing, so I am going to fall over words. I am going to leave really interesting gaps of silence as I think of the next thing that I need to say and um, make sure that I don't stumble over my words or say something really stupid, which it's a likelihood that that's going to happen. But I keep on going and I keep on trying because the more I try, the easier it gets. And that's what I'm going to be asking you guys to do as well. So welcome to this episode of the Rich Witch Podcast, and I hope you do get something out of it. So we are now at the very end of our very first book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, written by Denise Duffield Thomas. And she continues to talk a little bit about the fear of being the centre of attention in her last chapters of this book. And so I'm going to read a little bit about, uh, read a little bit of this to you and hopefully some of it will make some sense. It might actually bring true to how you feel about what it costs for you to stand out and to lead the best life that you can And it might trigger you when it comes to reaching for those goals because you may be asked to do something that is seriously in the centre of attention. Your fear won't always be around being called a bitch. For example... We're told that the world doesn't revolve around us and that we're a show-off if we want attention. Or we're told to go sit in the corner and be quiet. Maybe your parents told you that children should be seen and not heard or that girls should be polite and not too bossy for speaking up. If this sounds familiar, see where that story is showing up in your current life. What do you think about people who are highly visible? Do you think that they're show-offs? Now, here's the thing. Some people will think you're stuck up no matter what you do. So don't sabotage your success by hiding out. There is always going to be someone who thinks you suck. There are people who get a big ego boost from putting other people down. Just remember, you're the kind of person who will see your success as it is. You'll enjoy it and appreciate it but you won't make being the centre of attention a part of your identity. It's not going to turn you into a horrible, vain monster. Trust that the universe will only send you what you can handle and you'll still be a good person no matter how successful and or wealthy you get. Where are you avoiding being seen or admired, being respected or being followed because of those early experiences of not wanting to be seen at the centre of attention. Sabotaging your success is completely normal. Your only job is to identify your sabotages so you can release them and finally become the best woman you're meant to be. 
Sometimes we see resistance as a sign from the universe that we're not supposed to be doing the thing. Often, though, once you release your old stories, you'll realize that the thing you're resisting is actually what you're meant to do with your life. So here are some things to think about in summary. Sabotaging behaviors are completely normal and they don't mean you can't be rich, abundant, a great manifester, or just living your perfect life and having people around you actually being very jealous of you. You might experience an upper limit around happiness and success when things get too good. This will change over time as you increase your capacity for living the best life you can and also just being okay with it. Look for reoccurring situations. These will hold valuable clues to experiences from your past that you need to clear and release. Otherwise, guess what? They'll just keep happening. Self-awareness is the key to overcome your sabotage. Tell the universe that you've learned the lesson and move on. Hand in your shovel and stop digging a hole for yourself. Keep clearing with forgiveness as you discover new fears and reoccurring sabotages. The basic work for every new layer is to forgive yourself for hanging on to those things forever. So you need to just say, look, I know I've learnt my lesson. I really don't want to go through that again. And in actual fact, I'm going to make sure I don't go through that again by realizing when those things are creeping really close to me and are knocking on my back door, those monsters that sit there behind those closed doors just waiting to appear, I need to know exactly where they are and I need to put them in their cages. So Denise in her book Get Rich Lucky Bitch sort of ends the book on the thought about taking inspired action and this kind of really rounds off her book. She's explained things about sabotaging, about looking at where and how you feel about um, being someone who's abundant on many levels. Uh, She has given you a structure on um, looking at how others might be looking at you and how to sort of get over that. She's asked you to forgive yourself for hanging on to things that don't work. Um, She's also asked you to really consider and look at what it is that you really want in life and to keep on going back to that every day and seeing whether that needs to be changed uh, and rebuilt as you move forward and as you learn things, but to be very clear and focused on what your goals are. But inspired action is the key to all of this it's it's actually when you look at the law of attraction uh, the extra bit that people tend to not say you do actually have to do some work around this you can't just sit in front of pictures and go yeah this is what I want Uh, I'm just going to keep thinking about it because I really don't want to do anything I just want it to happen magically unfortunately you must take action and it has to be inspired. It has to come from that gut instinct that says to you, this is what you should be doing right now. 
Now, if you are someone who is uh, setting up a business or starting a business, and I hope all of you are, because you all have rich and wonderful talents that you can share, just be aware of the pitfalls that you are likely to fall into to kind of save yourself from once again standing up and being above the main crowd to shine, to be someone who other people look to when they are looking for a particular product or a particular service. They need to know your name. And this this is really a difficult thing for a lot of people to try and combat. One of the things that uh, people in business, especially if they're working for themselves, tend to do a lot is to give out free advice. Uh, They want people to love them. They want to build communities. They want to have lots of people looking at their items or their services and wanting to get a bit of it. The unfortunate thing about giving out free advice is that you end up giving out a whole lot of free advice and then no one buys anything from you. So just be aware of over-giving, over-supplying and uh, filling up your audience in such a way that you never really have to sell anything uh, and no one's going to buy it anyway. Make specific choices about what you are prepared to give for free and what you feel you should be earning out of a job or uh, a hobby or uh, a business that you're starting. Uh, It costs you money to learn the skills that are required. It costs you money to have all the items that you need to create something. It costs you time, which equates to money, when you are seeing and talking to people and uh, setting up everything that's required for a business. And so you do require to charge people for that. Also be be on the ball when it comes to the money you receive from services. I know I went through a really bad period where the more I earned, the weirder it felt for me. I needed to get rid of it. I I needed not to have it because in some way it made me feel guilty and it made me feel that I owed people because they were paying me for something. I I owed them more and I didn't want to have that burden uh, on, on my shoulders that I was owing people something, a part of myself or whatever crazy ideas I had in my head about it. And again, this this is something that has to happen incrementally so that you don't get overwhelmed. Um, You might feel really uncomfortable with having a bank account with money in it. it. It may really trigger you on a number of different levels and you may feel insecure about having it rather than secure about having it, especially if there are lots of issues around money itself um, from family of origin and uh, 
whatever relationships you have been in up till this point in time. Uh, That old statement of money can burn a hole in your pocket is really true for some people. And yeah, if this is you, if if you feel that having money doesn't give you that sense of pleasure, um, then it is something that needs to be worked around so that um, you can still earn and you can still save, but it's not triggering you into a space where you self-sabotage. Now, one of the great and interesting final points in uh, Denise's book is about making things public, even if you're not quite ready. She's very famous in saying that the first time she, the first book that she wrote, which is this one that I've been reading from, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, she made a couple of really profound statements in public and uh, not all of them were at that point where she was ready to kind of admit um, how far back she was from her goal. So she was she was setting goals in her mind about how much she hoped to have by the time the book was released. Um, she was also looking at very much calling herself a coach, and a money manifester when really she was just in the beginnings of her coaching business. So she felt that she was not equipped enough yet to call herself a coach. And this was something that she fought with on a mental and emotional level. So she'd written this awesome book with all of these awesome things in it um, and yet there was a part in her that said I haven't got enough skills yet or I haven't had enough practice yet or I haven't got enough clients yet to really feel like the person who has written this amazing book you know what I mean it's kind of this self-sabotaging way of saying I'm an imposter And I shouldn't be writing this book or trying to sell it at all. And again, this is something that we we all go through. So, but the point about it is that she made some statements about a book launch and when this book was going to be out and how fantastic it was going to be. And she fought through those feelings of um, being an imposter um, until it was really too late. You can't go back (laughs) on these Uh, very public statements and so the rich witch club and the private facebook page are actually awesome spots where people can come in and make public statements and say hey i'm going to write a book and my book's going to be finished by september next year Um, or i'm going on a holiday Uh, i haven't been out of the country ever but I want to do this and I'm going to go on a holiday and I'm going to share uh, my uh, journey with you all in planning my holiday. Uh, So I want to make this happen or I'm starting up a business and this is the business that I I want to start and uh, this is how I see myself. And even if you are going to then walk away and cry about it um, or you're going to have all the triggers in the world come up uh, where you are saying in your mind you can't you won't you never will 
the public statement is out there and we will all make you responsible for getting to that point of success. And this is why working with other people and working within a group scenario can be really, really awesomely fantastic and supportive and challenging and scary. But the responsibility of working it, because we're all trying and we're all there every single day, just gives you that sense and feeling of not being alone, not doing it by yourself and being surrounded by people who completely understand. So that completes our book, our very first book. And um, when you hear this, by this stage, you will probably find that one of you who is listening will actually have received this book from me as my gift for our first month of the Rich Witch Club. And uh, I hope you enjoy reading it from cover to cover because it's been really great to be able to share this with you. And it means that the next podcast episode, we will be digging deep into our new book, which you'll find out what that is in the next episode. But until then, thank you everyone once again for listening. This is Renata Daniel from the Rich Witch Club. And look, if you're getting lots out of this, share it with somebody. Tell someone that you think that could benefit to join uh, the Rich Witch Club. It's on Patreon. That's all you need to do. And there is a very small monthly payment to be made to jump on in the private page and get as much as you can out of the daily posts that come in. So let's work this and let's all have an abundant and fabulous life together. Until I see you all again, Have a good one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rich Witch Podcast. My name is Renata Daniel, and you are listening to episode number nine. And it is all about the fear of being the center of attention. When we start to live our best life, sometimes we need to raise our head above the crowd and actually say, hello, here I am and do something that's going to make us feel slightly uncomfortable. Like me, doing this podcast. Mm, Slightly uncomfortable? Yes. Because I have to step up, and uh, I'm never going to make this a perfect thing, so I am going to fall over words. I am going to leave really interesting gaps of silence as I think of the next thing that I need to say, and... um, Make sure that I don't stumble over my words or say something really stupid, which it's a likelihood that that's going to happen. But I keep on going and I keep on trying because the more I try, the easier it gets. And that's what I'm going to be asking you guys to do as well. So welcome to this episode of the Rich Witch Podcast, and I hope you do get something out of it. So we are now at the very end of our very first book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, written by Denise Duffield-Thomas, and she continues to talk a little bit about the fear of being the centre of attention in her last chapters of this book. So I'm going to read a little bit about, uh, read a little bit of this to you, and hopefully some of it will make some sense. It might actually bring true to how you feel about what it costs for you to stand out 
and to lead the best life that you can. And it might trigger you when it comes to reaching for those goals because you may be asked to do something that is seriously in the centre of attention. Your fear won't always be around being called a bitch. For example, we're told that the world doesn't revolve around us and that we're a show-off if we want attention. Or we're told to go sit in the corner and be quiet. Maybe your parents told you that children should be seen and not heard or that girls should be polite and not too bossy for speaking up. If this sounds familiar, see where that story is showing up in your current life. What do you think about people who are highly visible? Do you think that they're show-offs? Now here's the thing. Some people will think you're stuck up no matter what you do. So don't sabotage your success by hiding out. There is always going to be someone who thinks you suck. There are people who get a big ego boost from putting other people down. Just remember, you're the kind of person who will see your success as it is. You'll enjoy it and appreciate it, but you won't make being the centre of attention a part of your identity. It's not going to turn you into a horrible, vain monster. Trust that the universe will only send you what you can handle and you'll still be a good person no matter how successful and or wealthy you get. Where are you avoiding being seen or admired, being respected or being followed because of those early experiences of not wanting to be seen at the centre of attention? Sabotaging your success is completely normal. Your only job is to identify your sabotages so you can release them and finally become the best woman you're meant to be. Sometimes we see resistance as a sign from the universe that we're not supposed to be doing the thing. Often though, once you release your old stories, you'll realise that the thing you're resisting is actually what you're meant to do with your life. So here are some things to think about in summary. Sabotaging behaviours are completely normal and they don't mean you can't be rich, abundant, a great manifester, or just living your perfect life and having people around you actually being very jealous of you. You might experience an upper limit around happiness and success when things get too good. This will change over time as you increase your capacity for living the best life you can and also just being okay with it. Look for reoccurring situations. These will hold valuable clues to experiences from your past that you need to clear and release. Otherwise, guess what? They'll just keep happening. Self-awareness is the key to overcome your sabotage. Tell the universe that you've learned the lesson and move on. Hand in your shovel and stop digging a hole for yourself. Keep clearing with forgiveness as you discover new fears and reoccurring sabotages. The basic work for every new layer is to forgive yourself for hanging on to those things forever. So you need to just say, look, 
I know, I've learnt my lesson. I really don't want to go through that again. And in actual fact, I'm going to make sure I don't go through that again by realising when those things are creeping really close to me and are knocking on my back door. Those monsters that sit there behind those closed doors just waiting to appear, I need to know exactly where they are and I need to put them in their cages. So Denise in her book Get Rich Lucky Bitch sort of ends the book on the thought about taking inspired action and this kind of really rounds off her book. She's explained things about sabotaging, about looking at where and how you feel about um, being a uh, someone who's abundant on many levels. Uh, she has given you a structure on um, looking at how others might be looking at you and how to sort of get over that. She's asked you to forgive yourself for hanging on to things that don't work. Um, she's also asked you to really consider and look at what it is that you really want in life and to keep on going back to that every day and seeing whether that needs to be changed uh, and rebuilt as you move forward and as you learn things, but to be very clear and focused on what your goals are. But inspired action is the key to all of this it's it's actually when you look at the law of attraction uh, the extra bit that people tend to not say you do actually have to do some work around this you can't just sit in front of pictures and go yeah this is what I want uh, I'm just going to keep thinking about it because I really don't want to do anything I just want it to happen magically unfortunately you must take action and it has to be inspired. It has to come from that gut instinct that says to you, this is what you should be doing right now. Now, if you are someone who is uh, setting up a business or starting a business, and I hope all of you are, because you all have rich and wonderful talents that you can share, just be aware of the pitfalls that you are likely to fall into to kind of save yourself from once again standing up and being above the main crowd to shine, to be someone who other people look to when they are looking for a particular product or a particular service. They need to know your name and this, this is really a difficult thing for a lot of people to try and combat. One of the things that uh, people in business, especially if they're working for themselves, tend to do a lot is to give out free advice. Uh, they want people to love them. They want to build communities. They want to have lots of people looking at their items or their services and wanting to get a bit of it. The unfortunate thing about giving out free advice is that you end up giving out a whole lot of free advice and then no one buys anything from you. So just be aware of over-giving, over-supplying and uh, filling up your audience in such a way that you never really have to sell anything uh, and no one's going to buy it anyway. Make specific choices about what you are prepared to give for free 
and what you feel you should be earning out of a job or uh, a hobby or uh, a business that you're starting. Uh, It costs you money to learn the skills that are required. It costs you money to have all the items that you need to create something. It costs you time, which equates to money when you are seeing and talking to people and uh, setting up everything that's required for a business. And so you do require to charge people for that. Also be be on the ball when it comes to the money you receive from services. I know I went through a really bad period where the more I earned, the weirder it felt for me. I needed to get rid of it. I I needed not to have it because in some way it made me feel guilty and it made me feel that I owed people because they were paying me for something. I, I owed them more and I didn't want to have that burden uh, on on my shoulders that I was owing people something, a part of myself or whatever crazy ideas I had in my head about it. And again, this, this is something that has to happen incrementally so that you don't get overwhelmed. Um, you might feel really uncomfortable with having a bank account with money in it, it it may really trigger you on a number of different levels and you may feel insecure about having it rather than secure about having it, especially if there are lots of issues around money itself um, from family of origin and uh, whatever relationships you have been in up till this point in time. Uh, That old statement of money can burn a hole in your pocket is really true for some people. And if this is you, if, if you feel that having money doesn't give you that sense of pleasure... Um, then it is something that needs to be worked around so that um, you can still earn and you can still save, but it's not triggering you into a space where you self-sabotage. Now, one of the great and interesting final points in uh, Denise's book is about making things public even if you're not quite ready. She's very famous in saying that the first time she, the first book that she wrote, which is this one that I've been reading from, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, she made a couple of really profound statements in public and uh, not all of them were at that point where she was ready to kind of admit um, how far back she was from her goal so she was she was setting goals in her mind about how much she hoped to have by the time the book was released Um, she was also looking at very much calling herself a coach and a money manifester when really she was just in the beginnings of her coaching business so she felt that she was not equipped enough yet to call herself a coach and this was something that she fought with 
on a mental and emotional level. So she'd written this awesome book with all of these awesome things in it um, and yet there was a part in her that said, I haven't got enough skills yet or I haven't had enough practice yet or I haven't got enough clients yet to really feel like the person who has written this amazing book. You know what I mean? It's kind of this self-sabotaging way of saying I'm an imposter (laughs) and I shouldn't be writing this book or trying to sell it at all. And again, this is something that we, we all go through. So, but the point about it is that she made some statements about a book launch and when this book was going to be out and how fantastic it was going to be. And she fought through those feelings of um, being an imposter um, until it was really too late. You can't go back (laughs) on these uh, very public statements. And so the Rich Witch Club and the private Facebook page are actually awesome spots where people can come in and make public statements and say, hey, I'm going to write a book and my book's going to be finished by September next year um, or I'm going on a holiday. Uh, I haven't been out of the country ever, but I want to do this and I'm going to go on a holiday and I'm going to share uh, my uh, journey with you all in planning my holiday. Uh, So I want to make this happen or I'm starting up a business and this is the business that I I want to start and uh, this is how I see myself. And even if you are going to then walk away and cry about it um, or you're going to have all the triggers in the world come up uh, where you are saying in your mind, you can't, you won't, you never will. The public statement is out there and we will all make you responsible for getting to that point of success. And this is why working with other people and working within a group scenario can be really, really awesomely fantastic and supportive and challenging and scary. But the responsibility of working it, because we're all trying and we're all there every single day, just gives you that sense and feeling of not being alone, not doing it by yourself and being surrounded by people who completely understand. So that completes our book, our very first book. And um, when you hear this, by this stage, you will probably find that one of you who is listening will actually have received this book from me as my gift for our first month of the Rich Witch Club. And uh, I hope you enjoy reading it from cover to cover because it's been really great to be able to share this with you. And it means that the next podcast episode, we will be digging deep into our new book, which You'll find out what that is in the next episode. But until then, thank you everyone once again for listening. This is Renata Daniel from the Rich Witch Club. And look, if you're getting lots out of this, share it with somebody. Tell someone that you think that could benefit to join uh, the Rich Witch Club. It's on Patreon. That's all you need to do. And there is a very small monthly payment to be made to jump on in the private page and get as much as you can out of the daily 
posts that come in. So let's work this and let's all have an abundant and fabulous life together. Until I see you all again, have a good one.